in a time when we are away from each other, and in many cases separated from family, my son and his family live two miles down the road, and I can't go there because I'm old. So we are thinking about different things, and I wanted to share a communion hymn with you since we are going to celebrate this sacrament this, during this service. And I, it is my favorite communion hymn. So I am going to share the text first and then share Joel Rainey's arrangement of this really wonderful communion hymn. One bread, one body, one Lord of all, one cup of blessing which we bless. And we, though many throughout the earth, we are one body in this one Lord, Gentile or Jew, slave or free, woman or man, no more. One bread, one body, one Lord of all, one cup of blessing which we bless. And we, though many throughout this earth, we are one body in this one Lord.
morning. The Lord be with you. Grace to you and peace from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We would like to welcome you to worship today. Jesus is found among us. Wherever two or three are gathered in his name, he is with us. Come, let us worship the God of creation, the people of God, the God of community. Let us follow Jesus, for Jesus is the way. Let us be moved, changed, and made whole, made whole by the Spirit of the living God. Let us worship together in faith. My friends, this morning's call to worship is taken from Psalm 121. And when you hear me say, from where will my help come, reply by saying, my help comes from the Lord and I will direct you. I lift my eyes up to the hills. From where will my help come? My, my help, help comes, comes from, from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord. We have a special reading for you this day. It's from one of our members, Judy Culler. She wrote this prayer. On March 14th, she wrote, we declared a national day of prayer from our nation because of the current virus pandemic. I would like to offer a prayer for all of us at this time. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we reach out to you in this unsettling and uncertain time during this virus pandemic in our country. We ask for wisdom, comfort, and strength as we go through the next few months. Help the leaders of our nation and our states to react wisely in controlling the spread of this disease. Help all those in our world who have been affected already and are striving to control further the spread of this previously unknown virus. We pray for our medical personnel, our hospitals, our first responders, and for all who are endeavoring to help those who are in need. Keep all of us safe and free from harm as we do our part to help others and to protect ourselves. Help us to show compassion and love at all times. We know that you are always with us and will show us the way. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. 
His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. It was so great to hear our good friend Amber Killingbeck read this morning's worship service all the way from Florida. What a joy it is that we have the ability to have technology in our lives, especially in these days when we're so cut off from one another. And just to have her here with us, even though not physically, it was wonderful to hear her voice and to see her face and to read this scripture that is just so profound in these days. I know it feels strange to think to rejoice always, and that's what, what Paul has asked us to do. Rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. And it's hard, isn't it? It's hard to think about rejoicing when all that's going on in our world right now, it's hard to think about rejoicing when we have no idea what tomorrow is going to bring. Now granted, we've always lived lives that we've never really known what tomorrow will bring, but now more so than ever, we have no idea. Take our dear friend Amber, that she wrote that, she, she read that scripture with such praise and beauty, the way she said it, in spite of the fact that she is in a really difficult spot right now. She is completely cut off from family. She has lost her dream job of working at Disney World, yet, she still, with joy, wanted to read this morning's scripture and share it with you all. Again, Paul says in these scriptures that he is reminding us to think on those things that are praiseworthy, those things that are excellent, those things that give us joy on a daily basis. Again, it's really hard to do right now when we just feel so uncertain and don't know what tomorrow holds. But look at all the amazing things that are happening around us, the blessings that are coming from slowing our lives down a little bit, the blessings that are coming from being with family more so than we ever have in recent days. It's so amazing. I even had the joy of having toilet paper show up at my front door yesterday from a neighbor. These little things, these little things that we need to focus on in these days when everything else is just so bleak. So my friends, God is with you. God is with us. His peace is so amazing when we focus on that, when we focus on those things that are excellent and true and praiseworthy. Again, in these times when we just don't know what's happening, in these times of heartbreak and sadness, in these times when our health is a concern, when the health of our loved ones is a concern, when we have students that have no idea when they're going to see friends again, when we have senior classes that potentially may have lost all that is fun and joyful for being seniors. So much that we can focus on that would definitely take us into some dark places. But my friends, remember, focus on God, focus on your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who will bring us peace in these days. I am grateful again to be worshiping with you all this morning. Amen. We are going to be singing a hymn together, but apart. Imagine. 
Our hymn today is Great is Thy Faithfulness. And so we will sing it together, you and your homes and us here in God's house.
friends, brothers and sisters in Christ. Only Jesus could make it possible for us to be in so many different locations and yet be one. One family, all of us children of God, and all of us welcome to this table. Wherever you are, whether you are alone or whether you are in the company of family, please remember that we really do go together in this life as followers of Jesus. And it is Jesus who is now both guest and host wherever you are. And Jesus who invites us to his table. We remember that brothers and sisters will come from north and south and east and west to sit at table in the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus invites all of us who believe to partake of bread and juice. And my, how blessed we are. And so now we take this moment and this opportunity to come to him in prayer. Let us pray. Creator God, breath of heaven, lover of us all. You are with us this day, and we give you thanks for your presence. You are with us through desert wandering and willful grumbling, through rebellious running and tears of complaint. You are with us when sorrow becomes our daily food. You rescue us from ruin and anoint us with blessing. You are there in the stable and the temple. You are there in the river of baptism and on the hill of crucifixion. You are there on the cross, in the tomb, and even beyond the grave. Jesus, our Savior and friend, today you meet us in the breaking of bread. You pour out the wine of salvation. You feed us with grace and overwhelm us with love. In your mercy, Lord of life, we ask your blessing and healing upon those who need you this day. Be with every person who has responded to your call to help people in need. Jesus, you are our great physician. We bring to you now in this moment of silent prayer, people who are on our hearts. spirit giver of good gifts make us one with you and with each other give us your strength during this tumultuous time give us courage to serve you to serve your blessed and broken world Lord Jesus it is in your presence where we find our faith hope and love restored as we say together the prayer you taught us saying our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So my friends, 
On the night that our Jesus was arrested and betrayed by his best friends, he still sat at table and he took bread and he took it and he broke it and he said, this is my body which has been broken for you. Take and eat and do this in remembrance of me. same way Jesus took the cup and he said this is the cup this is my blood given for you every time you eat this bread and you drink this cup you proclaim the mystery of Jesus Christ until he comes again for Jesus Christ has lived he has died he has risen and he will come again this is our assurance at this time of great need that Jesus is always faithful to be with us. At this time, we would ask that you now have the bread and the juice before you, and that we have an opportunity now to serve yourself, and if you are with others, to also partake. Friends, take now and eat the bread of heaven. Take now and drink, remembering Jesus' great love for you. My friends, let us pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for giving us a place at your table as a reminder of your love for each one of us, a love that took you to the cross to pay for our sins and grant us the gift of eternal life. As we now prepare to go from this table into the day that you have made, we thank you, Lord, in the midst of adversity for your love and forgiveness, your strength and courage, and the gift of being your church. Amen. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Thank you so much, Alexander, for reading our scripture passage this morning. What a gift it is to see you. We now go to this place in Bethany, to the house of Mary and Martha. You might remember that their brother is Lazarus, and these three are true friends to Jesus. 
Whenever he journeyed there, he enjoyed coming to their home. And as he made his way into the house with their familiar smiles, we can also imagine what it meant to each one of them to know Jesus was on his way. Now, if we could sneak a peek into the home of Mary and Martha, no doubt Martha was busy. She was cleaning, she was straightening, she was getting ready for Jesus. And no doubt Mary was anticipating the moment when she could sit with Jesus, when she could hear his life-giving words. And so we know, too, that we have a tendency when people come to our home. Some of us are more type A, like Martha, and we have to get things ready and be about being busy so that when that guest comes, all is prepared and they feel that sense of hospitality and that's the gift that is offered. And we know too in our house there are Marys. There are those who just can't wait for the guests to arrive so that they can sit at table, you know, recline in the living area and enjoy just the conversation, the reflection. So Jesus, knowing well Mary and Martha, knowing all about their personalities and their characters, knowing how much they loved him and how much they loved God, it makes sense why he was a frequent visitor there. And so he comes through the door and there they are, each being Mary and each being Martha, one doing and one being. And there's that moment of tension when after some time has passed that it almost seems like he rebukes Martha. And yet I believe that in that moment of tension, it's we, the reader, who are actually the ones experiencing it. Now, I'm sure Martha didn't like it very much that he seemed to reprimand her, but he did so with such great love. And I think, too, in his response, he said, Martha, there is a time for doing. There is a time for action. But right now, it's a time to be together, to read the word, to experiencing life in our good company with one another. And so, too, we remember that there is a side of all of us that's a little Martha and a little Mary. Some of us may have gifts in one of those areas more than the others. And yet we know that Jesus loves us just as we are. And so in this time of this virus, when we have been about cleaning, always washing our hands and doing the things that we need to do to protect and love each other, to stay in our homes, that the virus would stop. We know that in those actions of cleanliness, that there have also now been these moments of rest of being still, of being with oneself, of potentially being with family, and yet we recognize that too is a gift. It's almost like the busy world is hushed, and we have this moment to be in the company of Jesus. So what will you do with this time that we have? We're uncertain. We don't know if it'll be days, weeks, perhaps even more than a month, that we'll be practicing social distancing. So perhaps in your doing, doing might look like writing a letter to a neighbor. 
Perhaps in your doing, it might be sending a text. Perhaps in your doing, you'll open up your mail like I did today and receive an envelope with a beautiful, colorful picture of a princess and a lovely child's handwritten note saying hello, thinking of you. So perhaps while you're doing that, you can also find moments to crack open that Bible, to read a special scripture passage, and just to sit and to be still and know that just as Jesus was excited to come into the home of Martha and Mary, he is so very excited to be with you in your home today. For this is the truth. We do continue to proclaim that Christ is among us, that his spirit lives in and through us, and that somehow he is the one that binds us all over the world today in worship and praise. For I give thanks to God for you in all the ways that God will be speaking to you during this time together. Amen. Amen. My friends, it's been a true joy to be with you all this morning. And may you remember that God is with you. Jesus Christ has got you. He is in that room with you even now, even as we're apart. Know that the Holy Spirit resides with you and that we as a church family will continue to go this road together. And we thank you for you. We thank you for all of your encouragement and for all of your words. And you are indeed missed, but Christ has got you. So now, my friends, may the love of Jesus Christ, the grace of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each of you this day and all days. Hallelujah.